this season on More and More Every Day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. As always, I have a challenge for you. And today's challenge is one that you can do while you're listening to this episode. So if you're driving or multitasking, you might actually want to pause this app and come back to it when you have a chance to do this challenge in real time. It works best when we do it together. Today, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite ways that I teach and understand historical context. Context is one of my favorite things to study and one of my favorite things to teach. It's also a tough nut to crack. Definitely one of those things that I spend a lot of time in, uh, a lot of time on in my classes. And you may already know this or might not, but the study of history is so much more than a simple regurgitation of facts. It's more than a list of cause, effect, big names, and big moments in history. History Well, my favorite kind of history is actually about understanding the world around a person or a group of people and evaluating how they interacted with their social, political, and cultural environments. Our experiences are shaped by our contexts, and collectively, we influence our contextual realities. I've found that historical context is crucial to understanding the importance, significance, and purpose of oral history. It's also not an easy lesson to teach. It can be easy to focus on the nuts and bolts of oral history, the research, the questions, the equipment, even the transcribing and indexing. But how do the people we interview speak to a broader historical experience? I find that understanding context can really help us to address this question. It can also help us to write these questions in the first place. Because of this, we might engage in ideas about historical context in different ways at different moments throughout the oral history process. I notice that ideas of historical context can become very important when we're conducting background research and forming our questions for an upcoming interview. Unless you're fortunate enough to be interviewing a public figure or you're interviewing someone whose life you've already researched extensively, it's unlikely that you will know a ton about your narrator before the interview begins, especially if you're like us. In our case at the South Phoenix Oral History Project, part of the reason we're even doing these interviews in the first place is because of a dearth of historical content about our community and the people from here. So understanding context can actually help us when writing the questions. My favorite way to truly get at historical context is to start with you. So believe it or not, you're a historical actor and you are interacting with historical forces as you live your life. So for today's challenge, I'd like you to play along with me. And if you're interested in further context training, please let me know. We have a lab. It's called the Context Lab at South Phoenix Oral History Project that might be of interest to you. But let's get started with today's challenge. First, grab a pencil or a pen and a blank piece of paper. Somewhere nondescript on the paper, like in the margins, write down five things you've lived through that might be historically relevant. 
can be big stuff, a major war or a political event, or it could be something relatively small, like the growth of your community from rural town to suburb. Now leave that alone and come back to the center of your paper. Write your full name and birth date or year in the center of that paper and draw a big circle encapsulating both. Now draw another little circle, just your name. You're going to be doing lots of little circles and drawings. So by the time we've, we've finished, your paper may look kind of like a Venn diagram or a mind map of sorts. After you've circled your name, draw a line from that circle, just where your name's at, to an open spot on the paper. However you need to do this, jot down anything about your first and or last name that is relevant to you or your family. Maybe you were named after your mother's favorite actress in the 1970s, or perhaps your father changed his name after World War II. Now do the same for your birth year. Draw a circle and pull a line away from that. Write near the line anything significant that might have been happening around the time of your birth. Again, you can think big or small. Perhaps your uncle became the first person in your family to graduate college the same year you were born. Or maybe you were born during the Iranian hostage crisis and your parents talk about that. Now on the outside of that little bubble, I want you to just write words in the open blank space on the paper. Think for a moment about major events or themes or aspects of your personal and family history that seem particularly relevant to you. This is a very personal activity, and I've seen people write things like their family's place of origin or the year they migrated to the United States. Maybe you want to write the gender you were assigned at birth or the gender with which you identify. People have written military status, family economic background, race, even the occupations of your parents. Anything you write is up to you. Go ahead and kind of fill up the paper, draw randomly or write randomly anywhere on the paper. You don't have to create lists or do anything linear. And as you go, try to find about 10 things. Now, step back and look at your paper. What you're going to do next is more circling. You're going to circle the words you wrote, and you can do this in one of two ways. First, you can draw your circle around each word in basically the same shape and size as the next. So they're all going to be uniform circles. Or you may size your circles based on the significance of that aspect. For instance, maybe your perspective has not been influenced by your race as much as the gender you were assigned at birth. Or perhaps your religion was more important to you than your family's socioeconomic status. So if you do it in this way, draw the circles bigger or smaller based on importance or significance to you. Now it's the last part. Look down at those five historical events you brainstormed at the beginning of this activity. Draw lines from any of the words you circled on the page back to those historical moments you identified. There are no wrong answers here. You can add some more historical events. You can add some historical themes or you can choose not to. I do this activity in my classes to help my students see how their narrators are individuals with personal stories, but the things that are important to them are interacting with their historical circumstances. And I use one example from one of our narrators to demonstrate this. We'll call her Sylvia. Sylvia and her family moved to the Phoenix area from Mexico in the late 1960s, after they had moved around the greater Southwest and parts of California, working in different farms during different growing seasons. In the 1970s, Sylvia wasn't allowed to attend the high school closest to the neighborhood where she lived, so she had to take the city bus to and from school across town until they were forced out of their neighborhood due to the expansion of the city's airport. 
1978, Sylvia became the first person in her family to attend college when she began taking classes at Arizona State University after graduating from high school. If I were to create a diagram around about Sylvia, like the one you just did, here's how it might look. Sylvia's name and birth date would be in the center of the paper, with a circle around both. Though Sylvia didn't want to disclose her birth year to us, we can assume she was born sometime in the late 1950s or early 1960s, based on the years she went to high school and later college. So we'd put her full name and that range or so in that center circle. Then we would draw circles throughout the page with things, things from her interview or things from her story that seem significant, like her original place of origin. Or we might think of things like her family's role in local agriculture through the mid-20th century. I'd for sure circle the part about her family being displaced due to airport expansion, and later I'd be able to tie that down to a historical event, the raising of the Golden Gate Barrio in Phoenix due to eminent domain. If you want to look for my actual example in the show notes, because this is a visual challenge, obviously in an audio format, I've linked to an example diagram in the show notes. It's a great challenge to show all of us how one person's story interacts with historical themes and events. And by getting their experiences perspectives, we're able to fill out a human side of big stories in American history or global history. So what's your diagram look like? How might this kind of challenge help you research and write questions for your own oral histories? Share with us at SMCC History, hashtag more and more every day. And if you liked this, take a listen to tomorrow's historical context part two, or take our contacts lab at the South Phoenix Oral History Project. Email me for more at historysouthmountain at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.